0: Welcome, everybody, to Dead Talk Live, and today we have a very special guest, Francesca Schwarb, who is the star of Room 203, which released on April 15th and is now available for streaming on Hulu and all major video-on-demand platforms. Francesca, thank you so much for being our guest today. How are you doing?
1: Good, good. Thank
0: you for having me. <laughs> uh, thank you for being here. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, the way I stumbled across to Room 203 in, on Hulu is I was just browsing and I came across it. It sounded interesting. I watched it and I was just blown away on how good this movie was. So we're going to sort of go into your character and the movie itself. Uh, But what I want to ask you first is landing the lead role early in your career on a film that was picked up by Hulu, which is a major player in the streaming world. Uh, Actors work for decades and an opportunity like that doesn't come that easy. Now, with that kind of break, what kind of confidence boost does it give you moving forward in your career?
1: Um. I guess like some sort of, yeah, definitely some confidence boost, like of, I guess, legitimacy or something straight on forward. But um, yeah, definitely something. But, you know, I'm always just looking to learn and, and like not trying to focus on that. Um,
0: yeah. All the noise that comes with it. I totally yeah, exactly, understand. Exactly. Now, room 203, the premise is two best friends who decide to move in together, you play the character of Kim. Uh, You go against the wishes of your parents, overbearing Mm -hmm. parents. Uh, When you were building the story for Kim to help you play Kim on the screen, why were your parents, A, so against you moving out of the house, and B, they really disliked your roommate and best friend, Izzy?
1: yeah, I think that, um, the way that I kind of flushed that relationship out in my head is that like I just assumed that they were a pretty religious family that I was mm-hmm. starting from. Some there's had to be some level of like overall just dis- like the way the script had it is that they were, um distrusting of Izzy and her mom because her mom had an overdose yeah and that, that would like transfer over into how she treated us or like how that would influence us to do the same thing, which I think crazy uh, obviously of f- the parents. but um yeah, so I just I found it and I went towards like they probably like we grew up religious and that this is that the people that you surround yourself around, what is like a big thing to them like sort of like the social element of what other people see them as yeah and so they had all these things but i think that's just what made it like more clear to kim that she needed to leave
0: exactly they are more interested in how the outside world views them as opposed to doing what's best for their own family and daughter in this case kim harbors a tremendous amount of guilt for not being there for Izzy when her mom overdosed and passed away. Uh, when you were fleshing this out, was it Kim's overbearing parents or the amount of guilt that Kim felt for not being there for Izzy that led her to moving in with her?
1: Um, Sorry. No, nah, that's fine.
0: My dog's asleep in the hallway.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um no it's uh I don't think it was either honestly I think that I think that this is something that she also just wanted separately as or that's even a word separate from her relationship with Izzy and her guilt and her relationship with her parents I think that's just something that she wanted to do like just for herself is go to school and and
0: start her life basically yeah and
1: start her life basically like independently of of everyone to a certain degree like just be able to hold her own and do what she thought was right and and do it successfully hopefully you know so exactly. i think this is all just i think for the most part that was like the biggest part of it is that it came from herself instead of necessarily out of guilt i think that that's maybe part of it but i i also just think that she loves izzy and it's her best friend and mm-hmm. i think that's why she wanted to move into her, with her more so than to remedy the guilt i think that maybe that was partly underneath it is just wanting to be there for her more often
0: yeah
1: i think that she, it's it's not that she didn't want to be there for her in the beginning right she yeah. just always wanted to be with her best friend and support her in many different ways, and so I think that, that it kind of went hand-in-hand hand with.
0: Exactly. Now, Kim is a journalism student. You're, you can tell that your character is ambitious, You this is what you really want to do, and that could be a factor as to moving out on your own and starting your life. Kim betrays Izzy in a way by writing an assignment article for school about Izzy's mother, O.D., Now, when Izzy finds out about the article, she's obviously upset. Sarah tries, uh, sorry, Kim tries to justify it by saying, I kept everything anonymous, but that doesn't really work, you know, with Izzy. Uh, What is it that Kim feels so compelled to keep going back to Izzy's mom, OD, her, you know, her dying, uh, And there's a scene in the movie when you're talking with Ian that it sounds like Kim and Izzy's mom sort of had a close relationship on their own as well. So is it that relationship? Did you feel a profound loss when her mom OD'd as well? And that was your way of sort of dealing with your emotions when it comes to that loss?
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely a big part of it is that she... She had, I mean, of course, you can't demean, like, the relationship between Izzy and her own mom. But I think that because Kim's parents have always been so strict, she's never had, like, a very um, close relationship with them or mm-hmm. been able to, actually like, talk about things or have, like, a friendly relationship with her parents. It's always been very, like, you're my, like, parents and then me. And it's kind of like this, like, separation of... um like
0: a parent's hardest job is to let go of their children I'm a parent and I know that your children do grow up and eventually you have to let go and let them live their own lives and it just seems like Kim's parents are not there it's sort of like the only reason you should ever leave this house is when you find a husband and leave (laughs) that's the way I came across she
1: couldn't be fully herself around them and I think that she could around Liana and uh Izzy's mom and like totally you know talk about her hopes and dreams talk about things like without uh the expectation of it being so serious or being taken in a a way that is not the intention or like them uh, defaulting to like her future within whatever even if it's like a crush on a boy or something like that and that's just kind of how I thought about it is that she's just her parents are so reserved and she's been, and she hasn't, didn't have that within them. So this relationship with Liana was really important to her Mm -hmm. as well as like Izzy's important to her. And I think that, I don't know if maybe even Kim is able, like, because within regards of like her writing the story about Izzy's loss Mm -hmm. and and not even really talking about it as her own loss within the article. Yeah, I think that it's a lot of that is just that she maybe doesn't even want to talk about any of her own stuff that maybe is like has festered that is either something from like
0: and it's just too painful.
1: Yeah, it's too painful. And so this is something that she feels like she can manage. And maybe if she can get it all out, Mm -hmm. that she'll be able to actually remedy the situation with them.
0: The film is an adaptation from a novel by Nanami Kaman. Uh When you got the part, uh, did you reference the source material? I've spoken with a lot of actors. We've done roles in regards to source material. Some don't want the source material to bias them against the screenplay that's before them. Or... Which side do you fall on? Do you like to reference the source material to sort of see how it varies from the screenplay?
1: So to be completely honest, I think I, I would have loved to. But I, we had like um from being cast to like starting uh, production, it was like not even a week. So <laughs> wow. it's like fly out there. <laughs> so we didn't really have a lot of time to to so I really did just use the script and what was in front of me and tried to pull as much from that as I could.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, instead of going to the source material, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, but the I, time I
0: was like not there.
1: Like try that. Yeah. I, yeah. The time in,
0: <laughs> in, a, in a previous interview, you, you stated that you were compelled uh, to this part by the previous works of the director, Ben Jagger. Um, uh, What was it about Ben's style that really wanted you to work with him?
1: Well, I just, well, I also, I talked to him on the phone beforehand. And I I just really, like, I just saw, like, a lot of passion that he had for the project. He had, like, it felt like he really wanted to make something great. And Mm -hmm. then he really like, like, you know, I don't know, you want to work with people that believe in themselves and believe in the people that are surrounding them. Mm -hmm. And so I really felt that from him within the conversation. And it felt like he really he believed like with with such as we had such a small budget and you know what I mean? It was it was it was done so fast. I think they wrote the script in two weeks beforehand too like adapted it. And so it was just it it just to, to see that like camaraderie and and excitement and belief within against like the odds i kind of was like oh great this is like the kind of energy that i want to be around definitely and within his work it was just it all looked like super professional and with with the little means that he had to make it he always like it seemed pulled it together and made it into something greater and so I really wanted to work with someone like that.
0: One of the greatest tales of a, of a, of a great filmmaker is, regardless of the budget, is to take the, the best that you can from the money that you have and make a great movie. And that's exactly what Ben did. Did you and Ben have, a, in the limited time that you had before shooting, have conversations on how he envisioned Kim uh, in sort of directing you on how to play her?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, yeah, we had some conversations beforehand about like w- w- how, what he saw, of, like what she kind of wanted more than like um like character traits or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, It's interesting because I actually auditioned for the role of Izzy originally. Oh. And then when we did the callbacks, it was all Kim. And it was so great because as soon as I read with Victoria, it was like, it was like magic. I don't know why. I, I I felt it like I was just like wow, she's so great. I I want to work with her too. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. We just had like a, a like it felt natural. Like it made everything kind of click. And so it was and, and then meeting her, we kind of had it, all a conversation together with Ben and with our characters and kind of he also just talked to us about ourselves, mm-hmm. and we kind of just like to and to get to know each other better, and then also to get to know like our the differences between the two of us. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I definitely found that like Victoria is very. Um, like much more of an Izzy than I was and I was like as uh, as our conversation would continue with Ben, it was very clear that like I was like wow like like she just told this story about how she moved to LA and it was just like in the middle of the night she was mad at her friends at a bar and then she just moved here and then stayed and like she didn't bring anything and I was just like oh my god I could never do anything like that and so like it was easy to find our relationship and our characters through just like talking um about our own lives and like things and, like that Then
0: and that chemistry between two you know uh acting partners in a movie is so crucial it's not something no matter how good of an actor you are if the chemistry is not there it, it does come across on the screen and you guys had great chemistry uh that you brought all the way to the film uh, being best friends the audience me included just felt it you got you guys were best friends and i would call you sisters that's how close you were now izzy being more emotionally vulnerable succumbs to the paranormal activity happening in that apartment when it comes to kim kim's and izzy's relationship how does kim view her role in that relationship Uh, with Izzy does she feel in some way that she sort of needs to take care of her in this emotional vulnerable state that she's in
1: yeah 100% I think even um their relationship before that and and continuing through it's like Izzy's so wild and out there and she brings Kim out of her shell in a way that I think she needs but at the same time I think even before all like the emotional trauma that she's gone through with losing her own mom, it's like, I think that Kim has always been one to kind of like, hold not hold her back totally, but like bring her in a little bit Mm -hmm. and is worried about how the situation will go is like kind of thinking ahead and like trying to be as prepared as possible, like for fallouts and things like that when Izzy, within interactions with other people and everything and i think that that probably comes from her parents as well right yeah. that her parents are like are kind of not like a like to level like a doomsday prepper but they're but they're reserved and they're yeah. they're scared of things outside and so i think that that is definitely instilled in her to a certain degree yeah. and so she feels like this need to protect her because that's how what she's received love from her parents is by them overprotecting her so she wants to protect Izzy in that same way
0: absolutely now as an actor every actor has their own methods of getting into the mindset of that particular character that they have to play when it came to Kim uh who has a lot of stuff going on she has this uh friction between her parents she has to deal with Izzy and her vulnerable state what was what's your process to getting into character for Kim?
1: Um, I do a lot of text work and I just kind of like I I really like to work um I don't know, it's like a pretender. Like I like I like to pretend instead of well, that's what like acting is. My, yeah, instead of pulling <laughs> my own things. So I like to like write in um in character kind of free write things and, and like through the moments and like beats in the scenes and things like that, like figuring it out as I go as like what she would do or, or basically like how I would react, I suppose, if I was her and <laughs> that's what acting is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't think that it was um, like.
0: You didn't overthink it too much.
1: No, no. I just kind of thing. tried to, to yeah, to like, to put myself in the situation and be really like aware of the circumstances mm-hmm. that she's in every, you yeah. know, moment, but like I didn't want to to over analyze yeah. it
0: too yeah. harshly. You know, uh, would you say that Kim White has been the most complex character that you've had to play so far in your career?
1: Mm, uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I I do a lot of comedy, honestly. Hmm. Usually, since then. Um, which I love, I really love comedy. And so uh, I, so because of that, I think that, yeah, there's definitely a lot more going on it, like the, or at least writers I see this feel, tend to uh, put a lot more backstory and things like that for a traumatic character, because there's like more things to pull from in that emotional way. But yeah, I mean, I think all all the characters I play are are complex in in their own way and have like different stories. And there's so much to flesh out, And you know, like with with everything, it's like there's so much to find, so.
0: Did you gain a new appreciation for the horror genre after doing Room 203?
1: oh sure i mean i love horror too like it's one of my favorite genres like scream and like all those movies i'm just like obsessed with so it's always been a, i'm always been a big big fan of horror so it was cool it was like the second thing that i've done I, that i did in my career was was room Three, and i was just, and the first thing was another horror movie that's not out yet
0: Actually, <laughs> and I, so I,
1: yeah i love horror
0: i want to ask you about that we're going to get to that in just a second uh, but being the lead uh, in a feature, a feature film, uh, I, this is sort of like, probably I've looked through your resume and it looks like this is your biggest starring role to date so far. I may be wrong on that, but uh, have you gained a new appreciation of what, you know, leading actors in any film have to go through? The amount of camera time they get, the pressures that are put on them. What would you say is the biggest thing you've learned uh, from shooting Room Two Hundred Three?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely gained an appreciation for for the amount of work that it takes to be, or, or the 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 just the hours and everything involved with like being there. I loved it because I loved like I loved being around the crew that often as well because I think that a lot of times with actors they um, you know, when you're not actively uh, like In a scene or something like that you're like in holding or something like that so you're not with
0: yeah a lot of time is just waiting around yeah
1: right exactly so so being the lead in the first on the call sheet and everything like that it was really cool just to to be around the crew and and everyone all the time and just to form like such close relationships with every department
0: that's awesome
1: which is just i loved you know like i love You know because everybody is is such a like such incredible artists and they're all so passionate about what they do and Mm -hmm. so it's so it it is it's so invigorating to be around that with everyone and to see it day in and day out and and it really is um it's like a powerful feeling that i think
0: flows through it's it's contagious uh we're out of time i want to ask you one last question you mentioned a film coming out uh, you're in an upcoming film that is done with filming called *Murmur*. Is that the mm-hmm. film that you were referring to a second ago? Yes, yes, yes. You play a character by the name of Roxy. What can you tell us about *Murmur* and your character Roxy, if anything?
1: Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <gasps> I don't know how much I should say, but it's um. Murmur is, it takes place in the woods, this horror movie, and it is kind of, it's based in like a, a, like a, it's a virtual reality game mm-hmm. that we all start playing that kind of becomes a little too real. Wow. Kind of, I think the, 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 the basis okay. of what I can say about it. Um, and so. she is, Roxy is definitely more of a like wild child, um so very the complete opposite of kim the opposite of kim um but most of what we get from her in the film is uh is is not like who she is outside of this world it's kind yeah. of who she's um how she is like how those kind of things are break, broken down because it's a bunch of influencers that are playing this new game and it's um yeah. It so. sounds
0: very interesting. Uh I want to thank you so much, Francesca, for coming on here and sharing your thoughts and experiences shooting room two oh three. I'm excited to watch Murmur when it does get released. Do you have any final thoughts you want to share before we go?
1: Ah, uh, I don't think so. Thank you so much for having me. It Absolutely. was really nice. guys,
0: check out Room 203. It's available for free if you have if you're subscribed to Hulu. right there watch it if not it's available on any your favorite video on demand retailer i this is a great movie you won't be disappointed again thank you to francesca i want to thank our live audience and all of you guys who are tuning in later on i see the birthday tomorrow is my birthday uh (laughs) i'm turning 48 years old i'm approaching the big five zero (laughs) anyway Thank you to everybody. Thank you to Francesca. On behalf of Francesca and myself, stay safe and stay walking. Bye, everybody.